welcome back to the Squeak and Shout Show with me, your host, Sam. Hope you're having an amazing day, whatever you are currently doing. I am here, as always, to bring you about 30 to maybe 45 minutes. This one might be a long episode of tips, tricks, how-tos, you know what you know you know to expect from this podcast so I'm going to keep you company in whatever you may be doing right now walking cleaning the washing up maybe you're having a quick clean around the house that's when I most listen to podcasts interestingly enough it helps me clean quicker but yeah whatever you're doing right now I'm going to keep you company so in my last podcast episode I talked all about why it's important to create a holiday sales and marketing plan and when to start creating one Top tip, if you haven't already, we are now in September for this coming year. Um, now's the time to think about it. Don't leave it too late. So, like I say, which is just a little reminder for this episode, it's important to create one as early as possible, so like now if you haven't already, in order to achieve the success not only that you desire, but also to avoid any stress and burnout later on when the holiday season does get here. Because... We're all about avoiding stress, overwhelm. You know me, work smarter, not harder. Yeah, let's all do that. So bear in mind that was last um, episode. So check that out if you haven't already. In today's podcast episode, I want to give you kind of a simple outline as to what your holiday sales and marketing plan should include to help you achieve not only the holiday success that you want to achieve, but also to do so without stress. Because you know that is what I'm all about. So like I say, in today's episode, I'm going to run through like the very basics, like a simple outline of what is going to be included. So without further ado, let's get straight into it. Let's start with step one. Step one, you're going to want to review and evaluate your previous holiday seasons. So the most important one is what happened last year. Um, but obviously you can also look at previous holiday seasons if you want. Now also, if you haven't been in business for a previous holiday season, so I know I have a lot of you that have only been in business for a few months, maybe less than a year. If you haven't for, for any reason had a holiday season before, then just look at your last maybe four months and have a look at this information for those. But ideally you want to compare like to like. So if you have a previous holiday season, that is what you're going to have to look at ideally over and above the last four months but if you haven't the last four months will do so obviously when we're creating a plan we always want to make sure that we base any decisions that we make on actual data this is what being a marketer is all about we want to look at actual data we don't want to just make assumptions so therefore it's always recommended and something i always recommend is that you look over your last year's holiday months and especially the data around the following. So I have some questions that you can write down, or again, I'm creating a blog post out of this. So if you wanna maybe work through the blog post on these questions, you'll find all the links in the show notes. So the questions that you're gonna obviously answer when you look at your previous holiday season. You're gonna look at what months were you the busiest? You know, are there certain months that are more busier than others, etc., etc. You're gonna look at what level of sales and orders did you achieve? You're going to look at what was your average number of products sold per order. Because that's really important. Because if you're only making one product per sale, depending on your type of products that you make, is there a way you can encourage people to buy more than one product per order this year? This, this, like, this is going to give you lots and lots of data. 
Um, you're obviously going to look at what sales and promotions did you run last year. So what, which of those obviously worked and which ones didn't. Um, you're obviously going to look at whether you launched any new products, like what were those products, when did you launch them, all that information. And then obviously you're also going to look at what products sold well and which didn't and why. It, did you promote some more than others? Did you not promote some? Did you create some late? You name it, there'll be a lot of data there that you can gather. So obviously it's important to go back, have a look at that, and that is not an exhausted list, that's just a couple of examples. But the data and the information that you will get from those can then help you create data-driven decisions as to what you're gonna do and focus on for this coming holiday season. Because like I say, you don't wanna make assumptions, you don't just wanna go with like, what you think you want data that's what marketing is all about so that's step one step one always review and evaluate last year then step two you're going to create your sales plan for this coming holiday season now a lot of people set goals for the holiday season I love goals. I highly recommend doing this uh, because they help you focus. They help you, you know, provide you a challenge, help you something to work towards. I love goals. Amazing. And most people's goals are usually monetary based or numbers based, let's say. So they're kind of what I would call outcome based goals, which are good. So, for instance, a few outcome monetary kind of sales based goals would be to achieve your first or maybe just achieve a thousand pounds per month over the holiday season or maybe you want to achieve a thousand sales whether that's throughout the let's say two three months or just hit your 1000 sales mark whatever it is and these are great to have like i say outcome based goals and especially if it's monetary or sales are really good they help you focus they give you a challenge and they give you some motivation but you ought they're not enough you also need to map out an effort based plan action plan in order to know how to achieve that goal or those goals if you have several. Therefore, you need to create an actual sales plan, including the following, but not limited to. So, I'm gonna look at things like, how much profit do you make on the products that you sell? Yeah? I know quite a few handmade makers do not know this. So please, if, the, if you do not know this, please work out how much profit do you actually make? And also this is a good time to think about are your prices correct? I have a whole nother podcast episode that I will link in the description, which is all about like when to increase your prices because so many handmade makers do not price their products accordingly. So I'll leave that episode down below. Um, another question to sort of look, ask yourself how or to look at is how many of each product do you need to sell in order to achieve your goal? So this is where not only do you want a realistic monetary or sales gold, so sales gold, sales goal, but also what is the effort required? How many products do you need to sell to achieve that? Yeah, because otherwise it's unachievable, isn't it? You've got to map out an actual plan, an action plan. Um, another question, how much time do you have each week or month to make your products? Again, if you know, let's say you need to sell 100, do you have time to make 100 in six weeks, whatever it is? Think about all these things. And I'm not saying decrease your goals, I'm just saying work out an actual plan as to how you can achieve your goals. So I call this reverse engineering, where you have a goal and you basically work backwards as to where you are now and make a plan, an action plan, an actual effort-based action plan as to how to achieve your goal. Because every every goal is achievable. 
Honestly, big goals are amazing. I am all for them, but you've got to create an action plan. They don't just magically happen. I'm all about manifestation. I love that stuff, but you've got to have an actual action plan. So yeah, so how much time do you have, you know? And then the other thing is like, what can you do now to help yourself during the holiday rush? So what can you do to, for instance, make your products now? Is that, especially if you do things like personal products, is the personalization something that you add at the end? So could you make, let's say 10 products now, and just for 20 minutes when you get the order, slap a name on it or whatever it is like how can you help future you i am all about that um what supplies do you need to stockpile you know obviously there's a bit of well there's a bit of risk involved with this but you know if you've been in business for a while then there's not you tend to know roughly how many sales you're going to get and all the rest of it um, and you do not want to be getting any supplies during november and december a they will be really tricky to get because everyone is going to be like buying stock but also if you buy it now not only you're going to have it but also it's probably going to be cheaper people know when you're buying stock in november and december december that you need it urgently so they're going to hike their prices up or they're going to like require you to pay postage to get it quicker they know they know so avoid that buy it now um do you need to get help whether this is help in your business or whether this is help if your business is something that only you can do, like if it's a skill or a craft, can you get help around the house? You know, can you get, if you've got kids, can you get sort of create a, a chore now that maybe they help you clean? Maybe they put their toys away or if you've got older kids like teenagers, can you sort of start a chore now where maybe once a week they clean the dishes or cook a meal or, you know, all these things when you're going to have your busiest season, how can you get help? You know, you can't, you can't do everything. You can't physically. I am one person. I can't do everything. During the busy times, I definitely have help. <laughs> I have help. I don't necessarily have help in my business, although I do. I also have help elsewhere, you know? And also, I, I like things like Christmas presents, I've usually bought before November because I do not have time to think about that in November and December. Yeah? So you've got to think about all these things. So where do you need help? What can you get help with? Um, and then are you going to run any sales or promotions? You don't have to. Like Black Friday, for instance, is one of those. You don't have to do Black Friday. It's a good thing to do, um, but you don't have to. So are you going to do any? And if so, when are you going to do them? And what are the details? Like how much are you going to, you know, get up, knock off? And especially important, work out the profit that you're making so that you know how much you can afford to give. You do not, especially if you're going to do Black Friday, you do not need to be doing things like 50% off. In fact, I actually advise you not to do things like 50% off. You are not Amazon or Walmart or whoever it is. You do not need to be doing big discounts. I think I, I do Black Friday. People love Black Friday. It's one of my most su successful sales. I don't do many, but it's one of my successful sales throughout the year that I do. And I think last year I did 15% might have done 20 on some items but that is the maximum that is it i do not do any more um and i think last year like i say i think it's like it might have been up to 15 percent don't know i'd have to look have a look back but yeah you do not have to do it nor do you have to do big discounts like black friday is what you want to make of it you might even black friday instead of doing a discount like i say you do a promotion maybe you do free gift or free delivery or there's so many different choices you do not have to discount your products so like I say, without a sales plan, not only, you know, looking at all these and actually thinking about what you're going to do and creating a plan, if you don't have a sales plan, then you'll miss out on opportunities. 
okay? And you're, or you'll leave things too late and get stressed and burnt out and that's what we're trying to avoid. So for instance, like I say, having a sales plan is really, really important and it's really important to get this sorted sooner rather than later because already I've noticed in my Etsy shop, I'm already getting Christmas shoppers. I have already had two orders in July and August that have left a review and in their review, they talk about Christmas. They talk about one um, using it as a stocking filler and the other one mentioned about putting it in an advent calendar and that's two customers already, July and August. So people are shopping early all the time. Now you don't have to obviously have to start talking about Christmas and whatnot in July and August, but just this is this is how early you need to think about things. So like I say, it's always something in my head and it's always something I start and do early. So that's number two, create an actual sales plan. Step three, will you, because you've got a choice here, will you create new products or will you just simply Christmify existing products? Okay. Now, I'll probably do a whole nother blog and podcast episode about the pros and cons of creating Christmas specific products, as well as also another <laughs> blog and podcast episode about how to launch new products properly. Because this is another thing I see so many handmade makers not doing. They're just announcing new products and that is the wrong way to go. You've got to actually launch them. So of course, if those two blogs and podcast episodes sound interesting then let me know um because i'd be uh obviously interested to know if you want to see or hear them and obviously i'll create them if you do so reach out to me instagram at squeak and shout or via all the other methods that you hear at the end of this episode so putting it simply though let's talk about this uh will you create new products or simply christmify existing products new products are a great way to create a buzz create awareness and stand out from your competition during the holiday season. Because remember, you need to be making a big noise to be seen, heard, and found amongst everyone else or the other businesses who are vying for the attention of holiday buyers. Yeah, it's that one time a year when most businesses make like 70, 80% of their income. So everyone is shouting louder. Everyone is trying to be seen and heard and make sales. So you, obviously you need to do the same to be, it's it's just fact. If you wanna be heard, you've gotta shout. You've gotta create a big noise with your marketing, which side note is actually where I came up with the name Squeak and Shout. Small business, but a big noise with your marketing. So if you've ever wondered, that's where the Squeak and Shout comes from. Now. Although I've talked about the fact that new products are a great way to stand out, get attention or the rest of it, you do not have to create new products for the holiday season. Creating new products is a lot of time and effort. Believe me, I know. <laughs> um, and when you're already in a hectic and busy season, such as the holiday season, it's sometimes the last thing you want to be doing, especially if, for instance, this year when you're listening to this episode, it's already September and you've not even thought about it. Maybe this is not the year that you do it. Maybe you think, you know, you start planning in June, July for next year. But so there's no right or wrong. You can create new products. You can create Christmas products. You can create non-Christmas products or you can just simply go, I'm not going to create anything new. I'm just going to stick with what I've got and both are fine. There is no right or wrong. You choose how you want to run your own business, okay? Every business is different. Everyone's goals are different. Your choice. I will never tell you to do anything like that. You you have the choice. 
everything is right or wrong, nothing is right or wrong, everything can be made a success. Now, if you aren't, obviously I've told you why it's good to create new products, if you aren't interested in creating new products for the reasons that I've explained, then you can obviously simply Christmify your existing products. And yes, Christmify is a word I've made up. <laughs> But I love it, Christmify. I mean, Christmas obviously is one holiday, there's a lot of other holidays, but I, I guess it's, especially in the Western world, it's like the biggest reason during the holidays that people are gonna buy things. So Christmify is a word I've made up to explain this. So how would you go about Christmifying your existing products? Well, for instance, you can create a holiday-inspired photo shoot. So you can update your product listings or have photos to use for your social media during the holiday months. Now that can be just as simple as photographing your products with a couple of Christmas props, or you can go all in, it is up to you. There are so many different options that you have, that's just one. Um, and again, maybe it's another episode that I'll create on the blog or the podcast about holiday marketing, marketing ideas. So again, let me know if that's something you wanna see. So that's step three, you're gonna uh, decide if you're gonna create new products or just simply Christmify your existing products. By the way, let me know if you find it as hard to say Christmify as I do. <laughs> oh, make a word that is easy to say, Sam. <laughs> um, so let's talk about step four. Step four is then creating a marketing plan and a content calendar. Now, you might obviously know now, and hopefully you know now, if you've created your sales plan, if you're gonna be launching new products or not, um, and then you can start, you know, that's obviously one important thing. Also, you're going to want to know like what sales or promotions you're going to run and when, you know, all the things I've already mentioned. This is now going to help you start mapping out your marketing activities and your content, you know, and actually putting it in a calendar, which is so important. So your marketing efforts are even more important during the holiday months in order to create demand for your products, communicate with your online audience and help you stand out from your competition and all the other businesses, as we've already discussed, that are vying for the attention of holiday buyers. Now, unfortunately, it's usually the first thing that handmade makers stop when they get busy, which is the worst thing to do. Don't stop posting or like posting consistently because like I say, your marketing is how you create demand, how you stand out, how you get heard, Although you're a small business, you need to make a big noise with your marketing. Otherwise, you're just not going to get seen, you're not going to get heard, and you're not going to get found, and therefore you're not going to make sales. So although you're going to be busy making sales, you want to keep posting. And obviously, one thing to do in order to stop this from happening is to plan, and ideally I recommend this, you plan and ideally create all of your marketing content ahead of time so that when you're busy, you haven't got to go on Instagram and post something or go on Facebook and post something. You want to have all that scheduled, basically, so that when the busy season arrives, you can purely focus on just fulfilling orders, making, packing, shipping, relaxing, done. Do it all ahead of time. So obviously, in order to create a marketing plan and a content calendar, and again, I'm not going to give you like rules here um, because it will depend completely of all the other steps as to what you're doing. So you'll need to think about some of these in order to create your marketing plan and content calendar. So you're going to need to think about what platforms are you going to use to market on. Now, top tip here, 
you do not need to be everywhere. I know you're a small business. You've only got a limited amount of time. You do not need to be on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, TikTok, you name it. Whatever current marketing platform seems to be flavour of the month. You do not need to be everywhere. I highly suggest that you pick one to two maybe more if you have more time or you again you outsource or things and be great and consistent on those few rather than trying to do everything and being inconsistent remember posting and being consistent is really important especially during the holiday season but you do not have to be everywhere okay so that's the first thing top tip pick one to two maybe three max and just do them really well next question now that you know where you're going to be posting or what you're going to be using, what content will you post? Okay. Now, again, you should already know from the other steps what content you need to produce because it's going to depend on your sales plan and that will help you inform this step. So, again, what sales you're going to run, what promotions you're going to run, if you're going to create a new product launch, all these will have dates. You know, you would have created an actual plan. So, this will all inform the content and where it's going to go and all the rest of it so next question what content can you repurpose from previous holiday seasons because even though you posted it last year not only has it been probably 12 months people won't remember it but also even if you don't post the same thing like can you just change the background like can you repurpose it reuse it somehow i am all about working smarter not harder if you've already got something that worked well, either use the same thing or tweak it or something and use it again. People won't remember. You've got lots of new people in your audience, hopefully in, 12, in the 12 months that have passed. So they're not even gonna have seen it. Repurpose, work smarter, not harder, my philosophy. <laughs> um, and then the last question I've got is what key dates do you need to plan for? So for instance, if you know one of the sales or promotions you're going to run is a Black Friday slash Cyber Monday weekend, when is it? Because it changes every year. Um, this year, 2020, it's very late. I think it's like the, it literally borders the end of November, beginning of December, which is really late. Um, so mark that in your calendar. And again, you're going to have content based on the fact that you know when you run a sale or promotion or a new product launch, you're going to work up to that. So you're going to be able to map all this out in a calendar. And like I say, create the stuff, schedule it, and it's just easy then. Another thing, another key date that you're going to need to know and again, communicate to your audience is last postage dates. This is something that you can't just put up the day before. You've got to constantly be reminding people because don't forget, urgency is a marketing principle. If people know that if they need a gift, you're going to cut off, let's say the 18th of December is your last postage date. That's a random date. Do not quote that. <laughs> um, like you need to be communicating probably in November that that is your last date, especially if you're going to be hand making things. That might be the last day you post things, but maybe you can't, you're like, you're going to cut off orders the 1st of December because you've, it takes you two weeks to make them. I don't know. This is all things you've got to think about. Okay. Now here's, here's kind of how it looks in my business. I usually create about 75 to 90% of my marketing content not only in batches, so I'll usually on a usual month, I'll batch for like the whole month. Um, but especially at Christmas, I will usually batch a few months. It might be over a few days. Um, and then I schedule it ahead of time. So 
and at the very least if I'm not doing that for like October January I am definitely doing that for November December which are my busiest months always <laughs> I get a, a slight heart flutter when it comes because they are busy so um obviously there's a lot of schedulers if you want to find out the schedulers that i use and i recommend because i use them um there's a page on my website for like the instagram facebook and pinterest schedulers that i use and um, so again i'll leave a link in the show notes so you can find that and there's a couple of special offers there that you if you're not using things already you can get like a free trial and all the things like that so i'll leave that link down below so you can see what i use what i recommend and also um you know get to get used to using them now um so that you haven't got to learn them in november and december like i say ideally you want to be planning and putting everything in there before then now i've also got another special offer for you because i'm all about giving so if you know content planning for things like social media specifically instagram is something that you really struggle with I have a very limited special offer for you. I created a 365 days of content mini course this year. It's not normally something I advertise. It was like a one-off. But what I have done is I've put in the show notes a very, very special offer for you. It's a very limited time offer. Um, so if you go to that link, check it out. You will need to purchase it pretty quickly because um, like I say, it's not something I offer all the time. But if you struggle with content, knowing what to post, how to plan, um, this is how to basically create your whole content plan for 365 days in just a few hours. Really, really quick, really simple because content planning is my jam. <laughs> so I'll leave that link down below so you can check that out as well. And like I say, there's a limited special, special offer you can basically get money off <laughs> it's it's a super steal um you're gonna want to check that out so like i say i'll pop that down there for you now so that was step four um creating a marketing plan and a content calendar so important um so let's go into step five step five how are you going to get the attention of gift buyers because Gift buyers are a special breed. They are very different to personal shoppers, okay? Personal shoppers know straight away if a product is right for them or not, yeah? Whereas gift buyers may not. There are so many different reasons or situations where someone may not know the person that they're buying for well. So for instance, they could be like a distant relative, maybe you're buying for like Aunt Nelly that you only see twice a year, or especially if you work in an office, like I used to do this all the time at my old job, when you got a secret, you know, you did like an office secret Santa and you had to buy a gift for like someone that you speak to once a week or something, especially if you work like in a big business. So you might not know the person very well. So therefore, as a seller, you need to therefore help gift buyers even more in your listings and your product pages because they 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 are all about reducing the, their risk you know they don't want to fail they don't want to buy the wrong thing especially online when they can't touch the product feel it smell it you know online buying is already a risk we've all had bad stories when we've bought something online and it's it's even more heightened for gift giver gift giver gift <laughs> i can't even say it gift givers because we've all also had that christmas present that was like why did i get this <laughs> we're grateful don't get me wrong we're grateful but we're like yeah this person does not know me and that person doesn't want to be that person 
Now, obviously, so that's the thing. You want to you want to reduce the risk that someone buys the wrong present. That is what that person is thinking in their head. But also further to this, you'll also want to make that gift buyer avoid decision fatigue because our human brains are lazy. It's a fact. What is the, what is the quote? Like something like we use 10% of them. I'm probably lucky if I use 10% of my brain, to be honest. <laughs> and it takes a lot of energy as a human, just our brains in general, it takes a lot of energy to make a decision. You know, if you've ever been spring cleaning or moving house, how tired do you feel? Even if you're like just packing things. Yes, there's a little bit of like physical energy, but it's more like when, when you've done that sort of thing, it's like mentally exhausting. And because decisions take a lot of energy. So therefore, as a seller, you've got to be thinking about this. Not only does that gift buyer have that decision to make for that person that they're buying for, they're also doing this for a lot of other people. So it's very tiring. It's a very tiring, stressful time of year as a seller and as a buyer. (laughs) So therefore, you need to do everything that you can to help make that gift buyer's decision easier. And if you can do that, you will be rewarded with the sale over your competition or some other business, okay? So here's a few examples of a few things that you can do to help gift buyers make a quick decision, make it easier, you know, all these certain things. So for instance, you could create gift bundles. So this is where you have a few products that normally you sell singularly. Maybe you create a bit of a bundle, give it a name, give it a special price. Maybe it's like got if it's normally 15 pounds maybe you do like a special price like 12 pounds like don't knock loads off but maybe you just like knock a little bit off or maybe you don't maybe you keep it the same price but maybe you package it in a special way there's numerous things you can do but creating gift bundles is a really 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 good way because it means that someone buys one thing if it's got three of your most popular products in that people usually buy together that person hasn't got to go to eat each listing and add it to their cart they just buy that one so you can see it's not only is it making it easier it's also really good for marketing and this is a really good way if you don't want to create new products you can kind of create new products without creating new products i know that sounds a bit weird let me say that again this is a way to kind of create new products without creating new products you know what i mean like you're creating new listings or new marketing ways but you're not actually creating new products. It's a really good way. And like I say, it's really good for creating a buzz and getting the attention of buyers without doing too much extra work. And it makes the decision so much easier for those gift buyers. So that's one way you can create gift bundles. Um, Of course, you can do things like gift vouchers. So especially if someone doesn't know that person very well, or if, you know, Aunt Nelly is buying you something and she rather than her pick it she'd rather you pick it then she might get you a gift voucher so that's a really good thing to do or you can of course create listings and categories within your shop whether that is etsy your own website shopify you name it this is none of this is etsy specific and so you can do this for anything maybe you create certain listings or categories probably more categories or sections for certain budgets so again christmas can be a really expensive or the holiday season could be a really expensive time so people are probably um working to a budget or especially if they're doing secret santa they might have a budget secret santas usually have a budget to you know keep everyone on par so maybe you create a category or a section in your shop which is something like gifts under five pounds or gifts under ten pounds and again this makes it really easy for someone who's coming to your shop checking out what you've got 
it makes it easier for them to find the products, something within their budget, they can check out, it's all done. So you, again, gift buyers are a different breed. You've got to make things easy for them. So that's a good, and like I say, it's a good way using all those things to kind of do something different or create new products without creating new products. So it's a lot, lot, of, lot of different things you can do. So that's step five. Step six then, the final step, which is the one that most people forget, but it's actually the most important. And that is to review as you go along and pivot if needed. So it's an important business activity to review in the moment and at certain intervals. So whether this is weekly, monthly, quarterly or yearly, and you're going to be reviewing things differently at those intervals as well. So during the holiday season, I think it's personally, I think it's really important to not only review weekly, but also at minimum monthly, because this is when you're going to be getting your most, for most businesses, your most sales um, during that period of time. So you need, I know again, it's another thing that you've got to work in, but if you've got everything in place, you're going to have time to be able to review things. So like I say, you need to be reviewing at a minimum monthly and this is obviously to check that everything is running smoothly you have enough stock your marketing efforts are working and um, because you don't want to be caught short of stock let's say or worse have missed opportunities to make more sales because if something's not working you need to pivot as soon as you can you know change direction tweak things slightly um, if it's not working so that you can get back on track to make more sales because if you do nothing everything stays the same and you're just going to get the same results so pivoting is really really important so like I say it's also important to review um, in the moment and ongoing and like I say minimum monthly but it's also really important to review the whole holiday season as soon as possible afterwards so when everything's still fresh in your mind um, so for instance, January, February, whatever you want, maybe it's even during the Christmas holidays, maybe that's something when the kids are playing with their um, new toys, you just sit down with a cup of tea and think about everything that worked well, didn't work well, ideas you've had, you name it, just get it out your head and then continue to enjoy the rest of the holidays because you want to give yourself a break. If you've done well, you should be taking a break. Every, I, I personally did not my first year of business. And that was the one thing I did in my second year of business. I made sure I didn't even look at my business or ship orders or anything for a week. Oh my goodness. I might even do two weeks this year. <laughs> Who knows? It, it, yeah, it's needed. So, but also you want to review things as quick as possible. So it's fresh in your mind. And this is all about obviously making notes on what worked well, what didn't work well, ideas you've had things you want to do again, maybe things you want to change to help yourself next year. Okay, so it's all about helping the future you. What can you do to help yourself next year? Because every year, hopefully your sales are going to improve. So you're going to be busier. What can you take away from this year that you learnt to help you next year? And also it's going to make your creating a holiday sales marketing plan next year even easier because you've already got these notes to go back to. So that has been my very quick and simple overview of how to create a holiday sales and marketing plan. Hope you enjoyed it. If you know now that you need more help and want step-by-step -step instructions, including a very helpful 22-page planner to help you create this year's or 
every year because you can reuse it over and over again holiday sales and marketing plan then i invite you to check out my christmas sales success course which literally walks you through how to create your own holiday sales and marketing plan this isn't just a how to do it like what i have described to you today is what to do in this course i show you how to do it and literally step-by-step instructions as to how to cre- how to create your Christmas sales success plan, including that 22 page planner, like I say. So no matter if this is your first year in business or you're well seasoned and maybe every year you get that stress and burnout, which I so want you to avoid. It hit me in my first year and I vowed it would never hit me again. Second year was way better. This year I'm even planning an even better stress-free Christmas and yet epic sales. So like I say, It's the exact process that I use and now like every year in my business. So it's what I used last year to have such a success and stress-free Christmas period. And if you've been tuned into my YouTube channel, you'll see that I'm bringing you behind the scenes this year. My holiday season, I'm bringing you behind the scenes. I posted the first video this week, which went through literally half, maybe not even half, maybe a quarter of module one that is in the course and the planner. And so I'll again, leave a link down below if you want to check that out. But yeah, if you want access to that course, I highly recommend it. It's the exact process, like I say, I use to avoid stress, burnout, as well as continually achieve my goals and grow my business and get epic sales during the holiday season. So link for that will be in the show notes so you can check it out. And yeah, it's at a special price now as well. I'm not sure that price is going to stay the same the whole time because it's an absolute bargain. (laughs) So that is all for this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, obviously, please consider sharing it on your social media with your small business friends or leave a review within your podcast listening app big thank you if you have already uh, shared a review I will be sharing those reviews um, in my Instagram stories Um, and if you've obviously left your name I'll give you a shout out if not don't worry it will be completely anonymous and I'll just share the review so thank you to everyone who's already done that I see them all and it's a big thank you it really lets me know which episodes you like what you're enjoying and all the rest of it Um, It also gives me a lot of motivation to keep doing this as well. So thank you so much. Um, So yeah, like I say, that helps me know which episodes you really enjoy. Um, So I can keep creating more of them because I think I included two or three examples of other episodes in this podcast episode. So again, let me know if you want to see those. So that's been all. I'll see you again next Sunday for another episode. Until then, check out all the links in the show notes and I'll see you then. Bye.